Buzzkill. 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 Blah, blah, blah. Buzzkill. Buzzkill Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a bit different. Uh, this episode is going to be unlike my usual episode. Normally, I have some silly intro by now, and I've been talking about the comings and goings of the BK Estates. I'm with, you know, probably talking about alpacas and flamingos or whatnot. <laughs> but I wanted to skip that today because the topic is one that everyone globally has on their minds, and that's, of course, the coronavirus or COVID-19 which is also referred to as C-19, um, I wanted to explore it and how that can affect your sobriety or not. And as you know, in fact, you know you don't have to be uh, in recovery to get value from this podcast, by the way. Uh, while I talk about things sobriety or for those who are cutting down, what I'm going to be talking about today can pretty much apply to anyone. So just take that in the spirit. Um, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the panic and fear and the scarcity mindset that many are experiencing during this time. And I really don't want to get too much into the symptoms of that fear, like the hoarding, the misinformation, the sense of hopelessness. They're prevalent and they're shown on some media over and over again. So this is about focusing on you, what you can do, what you can take action on to shift your thinking and your behavior, your habits. Because we know that when we're in a healthy mental and emotional and spiritual state, we're not at the affect of our circumstances and conditions. When we're solid within ourselves in our inner world, then the outer world holds no sway on us. And that's a really cool thing. Now, listen, I imagine you're yelling at your phone or tablet or screen or whatever it is saying, but Polly, because sometimes I'm sure you call me Polly, um, you know, we do need to pick up food and we got to get wipes and I could lose my job or I've already lost my job and I need to know where my next check is coming from. Oh, and my kids are home from school for weeks now because they're closing too. What about childcare? And oh, and the libraries are shut down as are the community centers and the March break activities. Oh, and I worry about my senior parents and my baby, my new, you know, my newborn. And oh, my 12-step meetings are closed too. So don't tell me not to think about the externals when they're right in my face. And I hear that. And this is not about pasting a fake smile and singing what a wonderful world. We don't ignore the facts around us. In many cases, it will be challenging. I hear that. But we, what I'm here to tell you is that you have 100% control of how you respond to what is going on around you. We have an amazing amount of opportunities around us to not only help ourselves, more importantly, help others as we move through this C-19 situation. And this is what I want to share with you. To offer you the possibility that in this whole mess, that there's a message, that in this calamity, there is much calm, that in the challenges and hardships, that there's opportunity. We just have to choose to look for them and create them. And that's what this podcast is pretty much about. So first and foremost, you know, I want to look at just all the different points, like mental, physical, spiritual, all these areas. Um, And throughout this podcast, you know, I'm going to be asking lots of questions. I want you to really think about them. Even take a bit of time, like even if you have to pause and write the answers down. Because when we look within and lock down our mental state or our physical state or whatever state that I'll be talking about, when we can get to that place of abundance and service, then we can see things differently. 
And in seeing things differently, that is where we find the perspective that serves us. Our sobriety has been predicated on seeing things differently. Now, I know for many of you, there's a spiritual aspect, of course, but that's not the case for all of you. However way you got sober, there's been a big mental shift. And that's something why I talk about mental hygiene with clients and now with you here. It's all about the shift. It's how we see things. So, for example, you know, why do people hoard? It's because they feel they're out of control and there's only one way they can feel like they're in control and that's to, to take care, as, take as much as they could and can. I mean, toilet paper is just a symbol in many ways. It represents control over our environment. So while we do need supplies, we have to look at the intention behind, you know, why do we need 100 rolls in one go or wipes or whatever it is. If you were to come from a place of abundance and possibility, you would feel that all will be provided as needed. This goes for everything all the time. So keep this in mind as we go through the podcast and your day-to-day. So just take a moment to grab a pen and paper and we'll get started. Okay, so let's look first and foremost at the mental hygiene. So here's a few points you can look at. One, limit your media time. Focusing on others in their panic can foster that in you as well. Get the right information from the right sources. Check in maybe twice a day. Create a schedule on when you are going to check in for updates. Other than that, avoid getting immersed in, in negative press or just media in general, maybe. If you have curated a social media that is already uplifting and positive, then for sure check in there as well. Help others in their energy if they're feeling down. Practice digital distance, distancing. Questions. You know, how much is this all this news coverage serving you? What boundaries will you create around it? What will you do to make sure you balance information with overwhelm? The second point is continue to do your morning or evening routines, whether it's meditation, breathing exercises, stretching, studying, gratitude exercises, journaling, praying, whatever it is you do normally, just keep at it. Perhaps add a second time of the day to do it. Really get centered in yourself. Don't don't let the current global environment prevent you from getting off course. So some questions you can ask is, you know, how is not doing your routine harming your mental state? How can you bolster your centering practices to give you additional mental buffer to help you in the day? What is the focus going to be when you do your mental work? The third per, the third point, pardon me, is set an intention. When you set an intention for these uncertain times, you're anchoring yourself to self. It's like a mantra in a way. What do you want to ensure you for yourself in these times? What is a positive and helpful outcome for yourself or others that you envision and want to see through? And it can be small too. Perhaps it's to show loving kindness to yourself and others. Maybe it's to work on a certain relationship or to finish unfinished projects. Perhaps it's to find the good in all situations or to stay sober one more day. Intentions are good to focus the mind and spirit. It takes you away from the noise. So question, what intentions would serve you best now? The fourth point, stay in the present. Don't allow rumination, you know, to, to walk with dirty feet in your mind. You know, fear and worry are, are things that, that live in the past and the future. So stay grounded in the now. Stay focused, you know, stay focused on your senses and immediate surroundings. Know that there's no conflict in the now, as Eckhart Tolle would say. This groundedness will serve you in keeping you away from allowing low vibration thoughts creeping in and, and taking hold. And these are the things you can do every day and practice throughout the day as well. So just don't let these parts slip. You will need to be focused and in tune with your needs and your family needs as well. So I want to look at also now emotionally. And let's see what we can do in that department. So here's a few extra. Here's some points too. The first one is determine control. Questions are, what are you in control of and what are you not in control of? 
separate them out and focus on what is that, you know, what you do have control over. Maybe make a list of each one. Now, if you've got it, good. Now put aside the things you cannot control. This is where like, you know, serenity prayer is a great tool to use. And listen, <laughs> use it as often as you need. Pop them like TikToks if you need to. And I've had to do that many times. So just focus on what it is that you can do to improve your environment and health. Uh, again, you know, the rest of it, just release it as is. The second point is check your distance. Are you isolating because of safety or is it a low-level depression brought on by current circumstances? When does that safety end and self-imposed imprisonment start? Emotionally, we can be distant and that doesn't serve us. This is the time to connect even if it's not physically possible, especially for those in early recovery. Connection is important. The third point is stay connected. As mentioned, connection is so important when we're physically separated. So, you know, phone calls, video calls, emails, text, things like Snapchat, whatever it is can help alleviate loneliness. You know, many of us at this time feel stressed or under pressure, uncertain. So check in with others, both to lean in on them and also to be an ear for them. Check in with your friends and family, even if it's a five-minute call or a short text session. If needed, make sessions with a therapist or other professionals so that you're on an even keel. So the question is, what will you do to stay emotionally connected? The fourth point, accept your emotions. Denying your feelings, your worries, doubts, and fears won't help to get relief from them. Drinking or drugging certainly won't alleviate them. If anything, we know that'll make things worse. Acknowledging, you know, that you're scared or worried, afraid, and that we can, that's the best thing to do. And when we do that, you know, do what normally helps you to process them. And for some of you, maybe it's talking with others. It could be exercise. Maybe for some it's journaling or again, seeing a professional, whatever it is, just don't let those feelings um, fester. So uh, the question is, how will you honor your feelings so that you can release them and focus on the present? So now I want to look at physical, the, you know, physically. Uh, let's examine ways to help you in your recovery through, you know, the expression of your body and the environment. The first point is to move your body. Even if you're not able to get out, you can still move your body, stretching, yoga, you know, exercise that you can do in the house. If you have a treadmill, whatever it is, they're all available. Now, if you can go out, like most of us can, um, take a walk, run, garden, clean up the backyard, hand wash the car, you know, get into nature, whatever you enjoy. You know, moving your body can be a great stress reliever and get you in touch with spirit and mind. It can help you to relax and feel better about yourself. So questions are, what are some things you can do to get your body in motion? What is holding you back from tapping into that mind-body-spirit connection? The second point is to breathe. Take deliberate and meaningful breaths in and out. When you're under duress or feeling out of control, stopping and taking even three deep breaths can help you connect yourself to ground you. It can relieve anxiety. And I know it sounds simple, almost too simple, but it works. And if you practice yoga, you can do that as well. Remember that if you have breath, there's a chance to shift how you feel. The third part is develop your relationships. Most of us are able to still be with others. Take this opportunity to further develop the relationships you have. Friends, neighbors, family, etc. Get together, uh, you know, with those who matter most to you or who want, you know, if you want to forge stronger ties with. Spend some quality time with them as well. And have fun, you know, play games, chat for hours, have coffee, go for a run together, do an activity you all enjoy, have to make dinner together, whatever it is. And this is important, especially if you're in recovery. And, you know, because when we're in recovery, we can often come up with great reasons <laughs> not to connect. But it's key we get out of our head and out the door and hang out with those who bring us happiness. And if you're in 12, you know, if you're 12 step, if you have a sponsor, meet with them regularly if meetings are canceled. See recovery friends for coffee or invite them over. And fourth, 
follow directions. Again, the simple things that we keep hearing over and over, like washing your hands, avoiding touching your face, sneezing into the crook of your, your elbow or tissue, getting rid of used tissues, all that stuff, you know, avoid handshakes and gestures and all that. So, I mean, you don't need to, to wear a hazmat suit <laughs> to pick up a bag of Doritos. Um, but there are certainly things that we can do to help one another out. Now, spiritually and socially, I'm kind of putting them together because it's it's about service in many ways, and that's how I see that. So some points, again, one, check in with yourself. Very much like your morning or other, uh, other time routines, what are you doing to keep yourself spiritually tuned up? You may find religion or certain rituals, yoga, other activities or practices connect you to source or universal mind or God or whatever it is that you feel connected to. Just continue to practice them during these times. You know, what can you do to help others feel connected to themselves as well? Where are you feeling lack spiritually, and what can you do differently to patch those areas up? Second point is practice gratitude. This is a time when practicing gratitude pays off big time. I know many of you have hardships and are struggling, so this might seem harder to pull off. But knowing that no matter what, there's always something to be grateful for, at the very least that you're alive. And, you know, if you just have that, that's something you can put on your list. But look around you. What can you be thankful for? Tap into that gratitude. What do you see that seems dark that you can make light? What can you do today that will help someone feel gratitude as well? How can you increase that feeling of blessing and carry that feeling to others? Which ties to the next point, which is three, be of service. How can you spread kindness without spreading germs? You can meet people's eyes in kindness, greet each other with a warm smile or help someone out. Uh, lately, you know what, I've been, the last couple of days, I've been watching many racks, acts of random kindness in, in, in just in my own life, in my neighborhood, online, etc. So check in with those who might be isolated. Help another alcoholic, even if it's a phone call. Being of service is the best way to get out of your own heads and just, just really help, help others. Many of us need that kindness, and it costs you nothing to do it. And fourth, create joy. And this encapsulates many of the points we've gone over. What moments can you create that will be memorable, even if it's just in the moment? How can we create those moments for others as well? Whether it's a simple but maybe poignant act like praying for someone's health or running a lovely bath or sharing a tea with a loved one or playing a board game with family or supporting someone who's struggling, create joy around you. Share books with others who may not have them. Babysit for a friend so they can have some time to themselves. You know, help someone out who's lost their job and maybe deliver them a few days of dinner. We all need the light we can get and you can be that spark. Now, practically, the last couple of points, I mean, one, determine your needs and set boundaries around them. Remember that others need supplies too. And, you know, it's easy to come from a place of scarcity where we take on more than we need. You know, it reminds me of when we were drinking, we we're all about the more, more, more. And that mentality can, mentality can come back and be a disservice to us now. The second part is research. Again, take quality information and make decisions around that information. We do not need to make decisions that will uh, we do need to make decisions that will benefit ourselves, and we can also make decisions on how we can be of service to others as well. The third point is find solutions. If you're in recovery and can't hit the meetings, look online for meetings. Meet up with others in recovery. Reach out online to forums or social. Use sober social apps. Do what you can to help your recovery out. Don't play the victim and say that you can't do anything about your recovery. This is on you. Do not play victim. You have total control of what you can do to help your own recovery. And finally, this is Find Solutions Part 2. Library closed? Create a book swap. Community center closed? 
you know, take turns maybe hosting a, a small group of each other's kids at each other's homes. Find, you know, alternate openings of community gatherings maybe. There's, you know, there's so many resourceful people out there and you are one of them. I'm, I was just laughing because I'm not. <laughs> I don't think like that, but it's it's amazing that there's so many like really clever workarounds for problems, and and so many people have those those solutions. Um, so just look them up. There are so many great solutions that I'm I'm seeing online uh, for problems that many of us are having. And so those are the points there. Now you've noticed that maybe I didn't focus solely on recovery and all these points, but these are you know these can apply to any and all of us. The key here, though, for those of us who are in recovery, is that we have the choice of being victim or not. We have the choice of either making excuses for not being able to do what's best for us in our sobriety, or to tackle the obstacles and create solutions for ourselves. Like I mentioned, you know, meetings canceled, create a small get-together in your house or someone else's place. You're quarantined, do a meeting online. You know, human contact isn't just, you know, relegated to just face-on-face. I mean, if you've ever been moved by a movie... Um, then you know that someone on the screen can affect you emotionally. So don't put it off by by saying that you can't be someone personally. You can get a lot out of just seeing someone face-to-face on a screen. Serenity is what you create, what you make of it. It's not what you're surrounded by. It's not something that falls to the side if things go sideways. It's something that we're always in charge of. And of course, we're human and we falter. I mean, I certainly falter. I lose myself to the stories my mind tells me and I suffer for it. And others can suffer for it too. But when certainly when I can return to source, like to a higher power, whatever it is that I want to connect to, then I feel okay. And we can all do that. And so if there's anything I can tell you, it's this, is that you'll be okay. Be safe. Play it smart. Be of service. Don't drink over this. Find your peeps and stay connected. And above all, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Buzzkill. So I want to thank you guys for your kind attention on this kind of special episode of Buzzkill. Um, I will be back very soon. Actually, I've been working on uh, the latest episode when this uh, the C-19 situ- situation came up. And I really just wanted to do uh, put this together because I think it's uh, important. Um, but I will have a new episode coming up very shortly, probably in about less than a week, I'm hoping. And we'll get back on track. It has been a while. I think the last episode I did was a Christmas one or a holiday one. Um, but thanks for your patience and guys just really take care of yourselves now, um, reach out, uh, be of service, uh, don't isolate and just, you know, remember that it's all good. It will all be good. It will all work out. And in a few weeks from now, uh, things will normalize, but just really take care of yourself and take care of others. Okay, guys, we'll catch you next time on Buzzkill.